Hello, welcome back to the number one podcast uh, filmed in my kitchen, or the you know the entirety of my my house. Uh, if you notice, we are Casey less this week. Uh, it's usually me that's missing, but Casey's on vacation right now, so I hope he's enjoying himself. I noticed he I saw some updates that he had stopped by Fun Spot. And that is a massive arcade that King of Kong was filmed at. And I love that place. And I'm very jealous. I'm, I don't know if he got in or not, because I heard they've been... I follow them on Facebook, and it seems like they've been shut down for Corona, possibly. So I'm curious to hear what an arcade looks like in during uh, during a pandemic. Or if, he's even, if he just stopped by there. But I know it's pretty far out of the way to for you know to stop there without it being opening open so i'd imagine it's probably open i'm just curious what it, what it looks like if people are actually in there or or what uh, but anyways this is the the current backloggers uh or the cody backloggers and essentially it's a podcast where we are trying to play our backlogs of maybe movies television and video games but um, as you can see, I'm surrounded currently. Uh, it's like this area and to the right of me. There might be some to the left of me. Um, because I wanted to just show you the severity of my hoarding, my media hoarding. Um, I'm, I take comfort in the fact that the only thing I do hoard is media. But <laughs> it gets a, a little out of hand, especially if something's cheap enough. I will usually buy it and each week I'm like this is it I'm done buying but I think last week I told you guys that this is it <laughs> I got I got to slow down and start getting through some of this stuff so um, I guess just to get it out of the way because this already feels so ridiculous uh, I'll just go we'll start with uh, pickups video game pickup or media pickups um, I'll start with probably the, the least cool items, which is, for, for the viewers anyways, is um, VHS tapes. Usually if something came out on DVD, I will not buy the VHS, and if something came out on a Blu-ray, I will not buy the DVD. But I did not have my phone with me to know this, but I figured, you know, uh, I went to a yard sale and a lady had a stack of VHS tapes and I was like, how much? She's like, make an offer. And I said, 25 cents a piece. I think it came in too high. She immediately took it. She's like, yes. I probably could have got them for free. Which is usually how VHS tapes are at um, um, uh, yard sales. Usually you, <laughs> you get them incredibly cheap. Um, I picked this one up. It's uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau. And the reason I picked this up, there's a fantastic documentary on this. Which is funny. The documentary on this film is, I'm sure... Um, leagues, leagues greater than the actual film. It was about the the production and how sh the 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 making of this movie was absolutely insane. You have Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando, but this is not the this is not the the Godfather Marlon Brando. This is the the old Marlon Brando kind of maybe losing his mind a little bit, and it's. I think the documentary is in about the guy that initially was making this movie and he 
I think went incredibly over budget. You should just go check out the do- the documentary on it. Um, so I picked it up just because it's like, you know, <laughs> I want to see what I never watched the actual movie. I just watched the documentary about it. Um, this is a rental copy, so which is another thing I like about VHS tapes. If you can find rental copies, they have like the way that the this was definitely a mom and pop shop. The way they categorize their their rentals, and a little little sticker there telling it. So I always love that. Um, just even like the little sticker there for their categorizing. Um, I do I never clean off rental stickers off any of my media. I think it's a little little cool little piece on it that little history I don't want to ruin. This is good. There is just so much from the fucking media around me right now. Um, let me move this shit. I'll set it right here. And then the next one I got was this um, VHS tape called Hype. And it is, looks like just a... Um, documentary about bands, 90s bands. They have uh, the first ever performance of Smells Like Teen Spirit and uh, an exclusive interview with Pearl Jam. And there's like a whole list of bands up here towards the top. So it it just looked like um, some 90s shit that I will never, probably never watch. But as you can see, I also got this uh, new release. Like, look how sick that sticker is. That's mainly why I picked these up. These things had some cool stickers on them and for 25 cents. So this is a Dragon Fight, clearly not a new release. This was released in 1993, the year I was born. Um, so that's probably how long that sticker's been on there. It just looks uh, incredibly cheesy. Yeah, that is. I, if you're listening to this audio or minimized, I'm holding up the back of it. And there's a uh, badass guy in a leather coat riding a motorcycle and... A uh, naked lady, or almost naked lady in the back. Um, this also looks like this would have never been released on DVD. Probably was, though. Um, I know nothing about any of these movies. So if you guys have watched any of these, please leave a comment below. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know about these guys. Um, this one is uh, Cutaway. Which is, you got uh, Dennis Rodman. In it, that's what that's what caught me on that one. Is I will I have no problem picking that. I loved love Dennis Rodman. I think for that generation of basketball players, I think Dennis Rodman was my favorite player. That was definitely before my time. The Dennis Rodman I knew growing up was the the crazy Dennis Rodman, and he still does not does not. Uh, there's no normalcy with that guy. If you watch, he's got a really good documentary of him going to, to North Korea to play for Kim Jong-un. Uh, the next VHS tape, uh, I've heard of this movie, but I picked it up because, man, this is some, some sick-ass art on that. I think VHS tapes had the best art, especially for horror. Uh, it's called The Legend of Boggy Creek. Um, video Treasure. This is from 1990. This was also another rental copy. Um, oh god, this one looks really bad. I picked this one up, uh, just based purely on the art, once again. I did not have cell phone service there to see if these had DVD releases. This is called, uh, Rich in, Rich in Love. Uh, Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs up. I've never even heard of this. 
uh, but it looks like a straight to straight to VHS tape, straight to tape. This one picked it up purely because once again because of the art. This is probably the hmm, this might be the coolest art out of everything I picked up so far. But uh, check that out. That is that is some cool shit there, man. This is from 1989, Circuitry Man. Um, they even have like a little price tag there from some company called Farmmore. Uh, I've never heard of that. Oh, this is property of Far Farmmore. So this was also a rental. Um, uh, rental. Like, look at that property of Far. That. I hate people that uh, go out of their way to clean stickers off of shit. Media, GameStop stickers. I get it because they're so common. And they're pretty annoying, but man, I love some, love some, uh, some, like either from, uh, you have, back in that day, I, I kind of caught the ass end of it, but it seemed like everybody had rental stores in their businesses, like, uh, Drug Mart, uh, which is like a local pharmacy, a lot of your pharmacies had rental stores, you had mom and pop rental stores, then of course you had your Hollywood videos and uh, blockbusters. Uh, near I lived near Canton, Ohio, and we did not have a lot of blockbusters. And because of that, we had a lot of odd and end. Um, one of the ones we rented from a lot was actually a tanning salon that also had a, a rental store connected to it. That was a, a weird time when it was pretty easy to make money off rental rental stores. But man, I would kill for some of those tapes with it. Uh, they had some gaudy logo on there that was like a sun, like um, tanning, tanning plus or something like that with stickers on there, the rental copies. I'd kill for some of those. But the next one's called uh, My American Cousin. This looks like it's from a library um, in Wadsworth, Ohio. They also got another sticker on there as well. Um, also, check this out. This is sick. This would be a cool tattoo. You see that? Try to focus the camera here. Basically, it says it looks like it says media. Is that all it says on there? Yeah, media. But in that sick, sick like late '80s, early '90s font. <clears throat> Check it out, dude. He's smoking cigarettes on the back too. That is, f oh, dude, she's kissing herself. My American cousin. This is like a Alabama film, maybe. Also got some uh, numbers there on the bottom for the way they, however they categorize their stuff. Um. This has got pretty cool art. This might be the second best art, but the coolest case. This is uh, a creature from the haunted sea. Look at that casing on that guy. This is video classics at the bottom. This is a guaranteed superior quality product. That would also be a, that'd be a cool tattoo. That little thing there. A guaranteed superior quality product. Put it on my heart, you know. That'd be a cool, cool tattoo. So I got all of those for $2. Um, mainly because of the art, man. And most of these look like these would have never got DVD releases. And if they did, they definitely wouldn't have <laughs> probably, probably not too many <laughs> Blu-ray releases of that stuff. Um, let's see, how else? I'm trying to separate all these pickups in the in clumps of how I bought them or where I bought them. Um, let's see. We'll do this one. We'll start with the least interesting stuff. 
Um, there's an auction, an online auction place that I, I bid on stuff for eBay. And when you go pick up your items, they also have a thrift store. So I go through their thrift store, and in there, I found a Type S controller. It actually still has the connection, the connector, the little extra breakaway cable here. So you didn't rip your console off the wall. Uh, which, for some reason, are usually always missing. So even if you find these these little guys by themselves, they're usually worth picking up. But I paid a dollar for that. Let's see, oh man, I can't get this thing to get, there we go. It's got a little wear on the, the nubs. This is definitely heavily played. But those are very, very durable controllers. Um, and then at the same thrift store, they had... Uh, Wolfenstein, uh, Return to Wolfenstein Castle, or uh, Return to Wolfen, Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Jesus, um, it is it's complete. It seems to be in really good shape. Maybe a little resurfacing. And then on the, the Far Cry Instincts, uh, these would have been at least a dollar as well, or two dollars maybe. So I think for seven dollars. Well, three games in the controller. And then uh, Megamind, Ultimate Showdown. Let's see. Seems to be in decent shape. It's complete, I figured. Um, usually, it, I don't care what the game is. If it's on Xbox, I usually pick it up. The plan is to eventually one day have a complete collection of, well, currently all three systems. So that's all I picked up there at that store. Um, at a yard sale today, it was a pretty cool yard sale, but they're priced accordingly. They, the husband collected Legos, which is always a good sign because you're like, man, I could flip those quickly on eBay. But of course, they were, wow, his stuff was priced. Uh, it was all new. It was priced what you would see in stores, not even resale market. Um, and then his wife, he also collected Nerf guns. Um, but also once again, priced accordingly and they had a, his wife was a horror collector. That almost sounded like whore. She collects whores, um, like scary movies. So I'm a, a sucker for some, some cheesy horror movies. And I was going through her stuff. I probably could have hung out there, but it was really awkward. Uh, if you ever have a yard sale, can you do your customers a service and not make it don't go out of your way to make stuff awkward they were sitting right on top of the dvds just staring at me and i would i would try to have small conversations like clearly she liked scary movies so i'd be like is this a good movie what do you what do you think about this movie just something to, to i really didn't give a shit but just something to break the <laughs> to break the ice and i asked that question and while she's staring at me she looked at her phone and answered a phone call, and uh, it was just really awkward. So, but <laughs> at her sale, um, I got a double pack of Wish Wishmaster One and Two, which is a movie movie series I've been wanting to watch. So, and then Wishmaster Three, and I don't think these might have got Blu-ray releases, but I really don't give a shit um, too much about horror movies. And they. Oh, it actually comes with another free movie, too, called From Hell. Her DVDs were a dollar a piece. 
Uh, and then this one called Vampire Journals. It just looks, uh, once again, some 90s cheese. Uh, that's all I picked up from them. Their 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 yard sale was uh, was priced pretty high. They were their prices were above above eBay for sure. Um, okay, so the next three pickups are purely video games here. Uh, let's see, how do I want to do? This? We'll start with this one. So, I had picked up some Logitech mice to sell on eBay. I bought 19 of them, and for 10 bucks, 10, 10 extra dollars onto the mice, he added in these games. Um, F14 Tomcat, which uh, I love some shmups on uh, on handhelds. I feel like that's a, a good screen screen ratio. Or I don't even know what you'd describe it as for shoot 'em ups. Um, and then also in the same bundle for 10 bucks, uh, Spy Hunter and Super Sprint. Uh, some other some arcade games on the Game Boy Advance SP and then also included in the $10 deal was uh, A Boy and His Blob and 3D World Runner so those four, $2.50 each uh, I don't think you can really beat that it's always it's, it's insane to find any NES game for $2.50 each let alone um, couple decent games and that was at like a pawn shop I actually used to work at that pawn shop uh, it's, it's changed hands a couple times different owners but uh, he has great deals usually if you bundle you know how it is you bundle stuff up if you plan on buying a bunch of stuff make a pile and be like and offer them something less than what they're what they're asking for it usually works out pretty good for me um, let's see trying to divvy things up here to where it's from the same these the next two pickups are different days but from the same game store that's actually right next door to the pawn shop so this pile sorry I'm trying to remember exactly okay for $30 I remember this now 30 bucks I got the tick on the Sega Genesis Junction, Junction on the Sega Genesis. Um, complete in box, Little Deviants. For the Vita, which uh, if I find box Vita stuff, I'm usually picking it up because that stuff's uh, kind of going through the, going through a, a rise in prices. Um, on the Sega Genesis, this is called uh, Green Dog and the Beach beach super surfer dude this just looks absolutely ridiculous this is complete in box actually super minty this was barely played it even has a little tab still on it um, and then this one was probably my favorite one of the pickups was uh, Shadow of the Beast 2 one is does not have the manual but it has the case and Finding Genesis games in the case is always, always a bonus. Especially because this guy at this game store, he will bundle some nice deals for you. But if something has its box or manual, it does not change the price. Whatever price charting says for loose is what he charges. So for 30 bucks, I got all of those. So one, two, three, four, five, 
let's uh let's figure that out. I'm curious what each each of those games cost. So six bucks a piece. I don't think you can complain too much about that. Um then today this uh this week he was having an independence or fourth of July sale at the same game store. This is the last of the pickup stuff. I'm sure you guys are ready, ready to move on. If you if you find the pickup stuff interesting, can you maybe leave a comment? If not, it's something we could definitely or I could definitely slim down or or not do so much of. Which hopefully with me chilling out and buying shit will not be so crazy. I'll save this one for last just because it's crazy. All right, this whole this whole set I'm about to show you. The last one here is eighty dollars, which um, is definitely the most I've ever spent in his store. Um, we'll start with this one. Let's see, there you go. This is a trampoline terror, complete. I think, yep, complete. Manual's a little messed up. Chichabara Bikini Zombie. That's just a fantastic name. That's complete. It's a, a little rough. So I have no idea if that'll play. Good times. Um, then I bought two copies, two copies of uh, Legacy of Cain. Um, he had them marked at like eight bucks, but with the bundle, kind of made him end up making them five bucks. But this is actually becoming kind of a sought-after game. Any of the Legacy of Kane stuff really is. And they're great games. Uh, Zack and Wiki. Which, uh... Reggie from Metal Jesus Rocks. It's, uh... Some games that he recommended picking up. That is complete. Manual. Uh, this one just looks ridiculous. And I think this has gotten a few other releases. Not this version, but there's a lot of Monkey King games. Uh, complete. And then this one I've been looking for for quite a while. That is Punch-Out on the Wii. I, th I have a feeling this will be a, a rare game in the future. It is complete in box. It even has like the extra inserts. I was excited about that one. Uh, Persona, Persona 4 um, Arena. A few of these I, I know I have copies of, and like I picked up two copies of Legacy of Kane. But when I see them for good say, uh, good price, I'll pick them up for eBay or trade fodder. Ooh, I'd venture to say this Persona will not work. That's got some some scratches in it. He's got an amazing return policy, though. If something doesn't work, he'll bring it, bring it back in, and he will give you store credit or money back. No questions asked. And then, on the Wii U, uh, Zelda Wind Waker HD. Oh, get that out of the way. And then the last of this $80 deal was... Uh, Maui Mallard. It's just a Disney SNES game that looked good. 
And then while I was there, somebody brought games into trade, and he was nice enough to let me go in, go through their stuff after he purchased it. And um, this is one I've been looking for. It's it's a, from my understanding, it's a, it's a rare game, but it's also not that expensive. It's I think somewhere at maybe twenty bucks, maybe. Uh, Mick Kids. It's also got a great rental sticker on the back of it. I don't know if you can see the tripod with the camera on the front too. I'll try to try to keep that label on there. And then this one I didn't expect to see, but uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters for the Genesis. It is a Capcom wrestling game. From my understanding, the SNES version is not worth much, but I think this is worth somewhere around forty dollars, thirty-five to forty. And I mean, if I was to buy this on eBay, that'd be half of the eighty dollars I spent. Um, on eBay, easily this would have been this. This on eBay would have been eighty dollars. That's not including tax or shipping. I'm, I'm guessing. That's right off the top of my head. So for all of this for AD, um, it was a pretty good deal for me. And I like supporting him. He's a super nice guy. If you guys are ever, ever in Coshocton, Ohio, which I'm sure you won't be. Barely anybody is there. There's a KFC buffet and that video game store. You need to stop at both of those. Uh, buffets are not open yet. It's making me a little sad. But yeah, so that is all of my pickups this week. That is insane. It's already like, what, half an hour of the show? You guys have probably already checked out. Oh. I'm excited to get back in my game room, though, and start putting a lot of this stuff away. So let's, let's just go to the next part of the show here. Let me pull up the, the Google Doc. Initially, my idea was to maybe follow along with how Casey does it, but I just feel that you know, we're going to put a little Cody flavor on it. This week was kind of a slow week for going through the backlog. Clearly not buying stuff though. Um, the movie I watched this week was, uh, popcorn. It's a 1991 horror film, but it, it almost puts off vibes. Like it's from the early eighties. Um, it's almost like a, a swan song to the 80s horror films it's it's almost very meta too because it's about these film students that want to put on a film festival so almost the whole movie is shot in a movie theater and initially I thought maybe it was like about killer popcorn or something crazy like that but it almost has fuck all to do with popcorn so I don't know where that name comes from um, but it's very meta. The, almost the whole thing is shot in a movie theater of people watching these um, fake B-horror movies. So you're watching a B-horror film while they watch B-horror films. It's just it's very interesting. And the premise of the, the fake movies could almost be movies themselves. It's pretty sick. Um, I love movies about movie theaters, like your Phantom at the Megaplex when I was a kid. Uh, Dirty Work has got some scenes in a movie theater. Ghost World's got some scenes in a movie theater. And I don't know. I always liked Even before I worked at a movie theater, it was always a... Uh, seeing a movie theater in a movie was always, always pretty neat. Especially because Ghost World, 
Ghost World and Dirty Work are pretty accurate on how <laughs> how working at movie theaters go. But this was directed directed by, and he also was the protagonist, was uh, another film series I like. It's called Porky's. Uh, it's from the early 80s. The, the guy that plays Billy in that is actually the director and the, the main villain in this one, which I didn't know that until I started trying to find information on the director. And this honestly looks like his directing debut and might have been one of the last, at least the last big thing he directed. So might have left him a little bad taste in there, in his mouth. Uh, but the synths, the synth music, the soundtrack's amazing. If you like cheesy horror or a good, um, I don't want to spoil it too much for you, but um, if you like good special effects, so it's amazing. Um, it's only like an hour and a half, and it's available on YouTube. Uh, the YouTube copy is a little shitty, though, so maybe if you can, pick it up on DVD. But yeah, I recommend it. This week, uh, playing-wise, I have been only playing Sunset Overdrive. I feel like I'm getting pretty close to the end. I'm still really enjoying it. It's, it does get a little repetitive, and they've introduced some group of characters I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of. Um, it's the the cheerleaders. They're one of the last the last groups you unlock, and I don't. I'm just not vibing with them. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's getting a little repetitive. The stuff's wearing on me a little bit. But so far, the pinnacle of the game has been right before you meet the cheerleaders. You get the super OP weapon, and you, they just send like a million guys at you. And it almost feels like a Dynasty Warriors, and I love those games as a kid. You feel super powerful and just hack and slash. But it seems like after that moment, that was such a such a high point in the game that everything after that has felt like uh, it's felt pretty subpar and pretty repetitive. But uh, I know I'm getting pretty close to it, so I'm excited to get it finished and move on to my next game, and to stop buying shit so I can actually you know catch up on on games because essentially that's the point of this right this is the point of the show is to for us to get through our backlogs and play current games uh, okay let's move on to news since i really didn't watch or play much this week uh there's actually a decent amount of news um nothing too crazy but some decent news uh, it looks like iron man vr uh, is getting some decent reviews which is kind of shocking. I thought this thing would flop. Um, I'm not... What I can see from the videos I'm watching of, you know, people reviewing or playing it, it's it's not what I would have wanted. I would have wanted maybe, like, Age of Ultron, like, fighting robots or something like that and beating people up. But so far, I'm just seeing a lot of uh, generic flying robots that you point and shoot at and fly around a little bit. And the HUD, the HUD of the VR game, I feel like we've, we've all seen Avengers and we know what the HUD of Iron Man looks like or we all have in our vision uh, or in our minds of what it looks like in the movie. And the movies is such a big thing that seeing anything out of that is kind of throwing me off. And... The HUD in the movies, it's kind of like off to his peripherals. But in the game, it almost seems like it's like, if you're looking at me, it's almost like the outline of his face. And it almost looks like it's more doing more damage than, than good. 
the graphics are not the greatest. The FPS is a little messed. I feel like the Batman VR experience looks ten times better than what this Iron Man one does. I haven't played it, but the reviews are... There seem like eights, which is probably double of what I expected the reviews to be. So if I have a chance to play it. Of course, I'll play it. Um, and once I get a Sony or a PlayStation VR, I would definitely, I'd definitely give it a go. Um, the next part of the news is Evo, which is a yearly conference of, I would say, probably tournaments for every fighting game. It was canceled for Corona, and they moved it to Evo Online. Essentially what it is, is you you have your Mortal Kombat, all your fighting games, um, your Smash, and all of these super nerdy guys and guys from Japan, they all meet in a spot, and they they fight, and it's tournament style, and they they crown number number one. And I like to keep up with it purely for Street Fighter. I'm terrible at Street Fighter and barely know how to play it, but I enjoy watching it. And Americans have never won. It's always a Japanese guy that wins in Street Fighter. And um, Fox is an American that he's looking promising, like especially a couple years ago, it really looked like he could take it home. So I keep up with it for that reason, is I want to see an American finally take Street Fighter. But so they moved it online because of the Corona thing. That makes sense. And, you know, it's gaming, so it's pretty easy to move online. There was some allegations pointed at just about everybody. It seemed it seemed like uh, even the CEO of Evo got caught up in some some weird stuff about giving away tokens to kids in the '90s to swim in their swim in nude in their underwear or, or something something weird like that, man. And there's a looks like specific players in the community are getting getting some allegations thrown to themselves. If you go go read the article about it, man, it's kind of it's serious stuff, but it's also kind of ridiculous to read because instead of using their real names, they use their their gamer tags. So, these are made up gamer tags I'm about to use, but it, the article goes along something like furthermore, new Jesus, this is why I'm not a journalist. Um more allegations have been shown that Frosty Panda last year at Evo kissed Kimi Star on the on the cheek and neither of them really knew what was happening. And it's just like that was so cringy, that story was so cringy. But I just wish it it's cause it's a serious thing, but then they have these stupid chibi names. Uh, you can go read IGN's got a pretty up to date organized list of everything that's going on but the the, the usernames within those pretty serious paragraphs <laughs> are pretty ridiculous um so all of evo is canceled now because of that uh all of these fighting games were pulling out uh fox had even pulled out so he's not he's not being involved uh so evo is canceled completely this year so which sucks because i know a lot of guys probably use that the money they win to you know to support themselves uh the next part of the news is fable for trademark uh the trademark was revived which from my understanding is a pretty pretty normal thing for you know microsoft to step in and say hey we still want this fable for trademark 
but I guess the way they had filed previously was saying we have no p- future plans, telling you know the trademark people like yo what's up we want this but we have no plans. But the the new way they revived uh, the trademark was saying yes we do have future plans, and with the Forza creators playground, you know hiring people to work on an RPG project. And opening a new studio, and then last last week, couple weeks ago, they had started a Fable Twitter, and Microsoft's trying to play all this stuff off. But I think we'll see some huge Fable, some Fable Four news at the next uh, press conference sometime this month, and hopefully with a price, man, because uh, I, I want to know how much this shit's gonna cost me. Um, so expect that. I'm, I'm guessing the next Microsoft event, they will definitely be talking about Fable Four. Uh, the next one, I will keep the spoiler out of it, but um, Megablocks had posted some images online of their Halo Infinite designs, and I guess somebody had caught it that the character design of one of the characters uh, spoiled a big moment in the game, and Megablocks, I guess, erased this image, these images off the internet. But IGN saved some, so if you guys really want to spoil Infinite for yourself, go check out those images. I have no idea what it pertains to. I absolutely hate spoilers. And we'll definitely be staying far away from that. But it's it kind of makes me wonder what, what happened, where the communication fell apart, that Megavlox thought it was okay to post those. Um, I'm, I'm curious to play Halo Infinite. After I'm done playing, I want to see what those... those Mega blocks uh, spoilers were because these these things have to come out with the game. So if you see these on the shelf, is it also going to spoil the game for me? Because you don't release the game and then wait a month later, then release Mega Blocks. Like I have a feeling these are going to be released, you know, leading into Halo Infinite. So uh, you know, I mean, that's something to look out for. Stay away from the the cheap Lego aisle, the Mega Block section. Which uh, do stores even have Mega Blocks anymore? I know. Toys R Us used to have a huge Mega Block section, but I'm gonna have to check out Target or something next time I go and see if they have a Mega Block section. Um, so the next part of the news is it's just kind of mind-boggling to me. This is not really news either. It's just something that I've realized, and it's it's kind of crazy. I guess currently there are more than 50 movies slash shows in the works that are based on video game IP. And included in that is MoviePass, which uh, last year they were the, the company where you could pay a monthly subscription and you get to watch movies free. They are making a, they're involved with another company in making Centipede and a Missile Command movie. Um, which is kind of crazy because didn't we just do this with Pixels and Rampage and it kind of fell on its ass? It, and I'm guessing the IPs, they have to be cheap. Like, who's who wants to make a Centipede or Missile Command movie? Um, but as far as I know, this is the movie pass that <laughs> last year was almost went out of business because of uh, such a cash drain on their company. Um, but also included in that 50 movies and shows is Cuphead. Netflix, on their social media, released a teaser slash interviews for their Cuphead TV show 
uh, they kind of had the voice actors and the animators and clips of the show and the. I don't know how to feel about it. It looks cool. I like the design of it, but the guy voicing Cuphead sounds incredibly annoying. The voice. He seems like a really nice guy, but the voice is kind of annoying to me and it's throwing me off. But I'll. Get, I mean, it's Netflix. It's free. What do you What do you have to lose? So, I'll give that a go. But it almost seems uh it almost seems too late at this point. Even like Cuphead toys and all that stuff are off the shelves and have been discontinued. And um, the hype almost seems, you know, dying. So maybe this could inject some more hype into Cuphead um, because they have great merchandise. I would love to see the merchandise back on shelves. Maybe now we'll get like a new merchandise with the Netflix tags on it like you have with um, um, Stranger Things. Um, and then just a, this is this is news, but also just like a, a reminder, Devolver Direct, which is my favorite ridiculous E3 press conference. Uh, they're going to be broadcasting on July 11th. I'm excited to see, to see what they do. They always have such a, such a great <laughs> E3 presence. If you've never seen them. It's almost like they parody. It's almost like Adult Swim made a parody of E3. And they've, over the years, they've continued the same storyline of their, I think it's their CEO. They're, they're, they're worth re-watching. Um, especially if you like that practical effects and ridiculousness. Uh, so that's July 11th. Make sure you set your, set your alarms for that. And then the last three pieces of news here. Uh, Timex announced on July 7th for the total of $80. You will be able to order their retro-styled Timexes, which you have the black and the gold. They're doing a Pac-Man theme. And the gold Timex and the Casio calculator watch and the gold Timex are two of my favorite watches. It's really hard right now. I'm trying not to spend money to not buy that Timex watch because they said this is one and done and I would man I I would uh, I'd kill for that gold Timex Pac-Man watch and it seems like the newer Casio calculator watches are great so I have, I have a couple of those but the Timex have really cheapened up even the gold the gold cheap ones are almost like plastic now but the fact that they're going back to like the original style where it's actually metal, it looks like it's metal with a Pac-Man design on it. Um, I would love, I would love to have that watch. I would, I would prefer that watch over a Rolex or a smartwatch. It looks great. I recommend looking it up. Um, so it's going to be really hard on July 7th not to order one of those. The next piece of news is... It's probably a bit, it's kind of mind-blowing. Like, I couldn't believe it happened, and I have seen zero buzz about it. But Amazon Studio has teased a Fallout TV show that they're working on with uh, the guy that made Westworld. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of the Fallout teasers of the, you know, that iconic sound, that iconic look of that, I forget what those displays are called, but it's like a, old style CRT display 
and the fuzziness of the audio and then some like 1950s music but um you know some of the fallout fan fictions over there fan fiction jesus the fan films have been really well done and i feel like the fallout universe would be perfect for a tv show if you play the game they're almost almost a tv show themselves so i think we're a little far further out from that but Man, Amazon Studios is going in with it. They got Fallout now, Lord of the Rings. Um, and it's free with your your Amazon Prime membership. So it's very exciting. And it's insane the the savings or the, the benefits of having Amazon Prime at this point. And the last piece of news here is uh, it's a little sad um, and very unfortunate, but the... I was not aware of the streamer, but my friends that are super in this, uh, pretty big in the streaming community, said he was the top tier guy. He's probably like a few steps under Ninja, but uh, Byron Reckful Bernstein is a well-known Twitch streamer. He uh, committed suicide. That's happy news, right? He, if you go look at his Twitter feed, it's a, uh, it's pretty sad. <laughs> some trolling and she like that going on man so it's unfortunate that he lost his life and you know if something's bothering you definitely definitely get out there and, and seek some help and reach out to people and stay stay off the toxicity that is twitter um just reading some of the comments people are leaving on um on his twitter posts were a little much for me Essentially, he had proposed to his, his girlfriend on Twitter, and she was sleeping, and she didn't see it. She wasn't awake for it, and they, they were like, well, she's not responding and giving him shit that he's being cringy, and clearly he's mentally unstable and not okay. And unfortunately, it got to him, and he thought his girlfriend was ignoring him, and he took his life, from my understanding, allegedly. But it's very unfortunate, and definitely reach out to somebody if you ever ever have feelings if you want to reach out to me to the three people that's probably made at this point in the show uh definitely do that it's just unfortunate man it's uh, very upsetting i feel like casey uh casey keenum here trying to go on to something else now all right so that is the the end of the show here this July, the free PS Plus games are Rise of the Tomb Raider, NBA 2K20, and they threw in a bonus game called Erica. I had never heard of this game, but it looks like a. It looks interesting. It almost reminds me of those 90s motion capture games or those movies and video games. I forget what those were called. Um, it looks pretty ridiculous. Uh,. I definitely recommend watching a video of someone playing that. Uh, right now, too, Steam's having crazy sales on games. And one that I recommend you check out, I've been watching videos, but my PC can't run it, is uh, Shield Wall. It's, it's a weird, strategic, cute game that I have no else to explain. It's pretty original premise and idea. And, man, if my computer was just slightly... It's like I'm a generation behind in graphics cards from the from the bare minimum. But right now, that's on sale for 
Steam sales right now are insane, so strongly recommend that. Then we'll move over to Xbox Free Games with Gold for July 2020. From available to, let's see, July, that's done. That one's over, unfortunately. Um, so Drunk Lords is available right now. Looks like a, this is another game I've never even heard about, but uh, almost like NBA Jam mixed with like a Fruit Ninja or something weird. But it's a, it's a basketball game with like power-ups and special abilities. So, I mean, it's free, so it's, it's worth picking up. Uh, Saints Row 2 is available from the 1st to the 15th. Another game that is really odd looking is uh, Juju. It's a cute 2D platform is what it says. Um, I It almost reminds me of a Yoshi game. If you ever played any of the Yoshi games on the, the newer newer Nintendo consoles. So I think this month, man, it looks like uh, Xbox is definitely, definitely winning the free games between Drunk Lords and Juju. But to the PlayStation, man, that Erica, I think it was called. Was it Erica? Let me look at my notes again. Erica. That is another really odd-ass game that I definitely definitely want to pick up, and it's free right now. I just... I'm trying to figure out if they made anything else, or who's made this. It's an interactive thriller, so it's not even really a video game. It's almost like a telltale with real, real, uh, movie in it um, like <laughs> live action which these games are huge in the, well, I don't know if they were huge but there were definitely a lot of these in the 90s but yeah so that is the extent of the show I do apologize um, I'd be shocked if you made it this far um, but we have Facebook Twitter all that fun stuff if you want to go follow us over there Casey will be here next week so the show will have some normalcy and hopefully won't be as shitty or rambly when I'm on here. Um, but if you guys made this part, man, I, I really appreciate it. It's It's been weird having people come up to me and say, like, or knowing people are listening to this. Or people tell me they listen to it. Um, but yeah, so thank you. And go check out our social medias and all that stuff. Bye.